0: Welcome to you, and I am going to over-deliver today because I have somebody on that is going to speak our language, and that is the language of how do we keep ourselves looking good, feeling good, and then be able to sustain it, right? Right. How many times have you done something where one of those diets gets you up, gets you down? And I'm sure for some of you, if you're listening to this in January, you know, high five if you're doing the, you know, no drink January, high five if you've decided to start a new program and high five to you if you've already fallen off the wagon. Why do I say that? Because you are here today listening to this and we're going to get you back on track. And it's not necessarily getting you back on that same old wagon that is bumpy as heck. So anyway, so excited. I've got Amber Shaw with me. She is a mind and body transformation expert. She's the founder of the Wellness Revolution, a leading global movement for thousands of women. Here's the kicker over 40 ladies and gents this is it she is empowering everyone to rediscover their confidence and create a lifestyle that is effortless and sustainable as a motivational speaker philanthropist and international recognized authority in the health and wellness industry amber coaches on everything across all, like all the world of achieving sustainable weight loss without dieting, without dieting their way through life. How good, how good does that sound to all of us? Just to be healthy and to be happy and confident in ourselves, what perfect timing You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch.
1: Amber, welcome
0: to the show
1: oh my gosh thank you so much what an intro i need you as my hype lady okay yeah
0: well i I gotta tell you i get so excited and you know we have now spoken a few times and obviously there is a huge connection it's like you know you're my best friend that i've known since i was in you know third grade (laughs) and as we are talking there's like oh my gosh what are you doing what am i doing and how do we get to work together and how do we keep this going because there are people out there that elevate your energy, right? Yes. And you talk about the vibe of your tribe and there is a vibration. There's a vibration of people that people bring things and you bring this to your audience, you bring this. But for those that don't know who you are, for those that are not really familiar or they wanna hear more about this girl, Amber, that you know they've been following, I'd like to have you share a little bit about this relaunch journey, and you've had many relaunches, but Mm. what would you say, Amber, has set you up for such success right now and the journey that you've taken and the relaunch that was the most impactful that changed your life?
1: Oh, I love that, and 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 just to reiterate, you're saying yes. I mean, we definitely we do attract that high vibration vibe, you know, that high vibration uh, uh, circle. And so I'm so glad you're in mine. Uh, so you know, that's such a great question. And yes, you are right. I mean, I have had so many relaunches. I think throughout my life, so many of us had. But I think more the most recent and most impactful that really changed the trajectory of my life was the relaunch that I had back in 2019. Um, when When I was turning, I had some very big changes coming up in my life. I was getting ready to turn 40. Um, I was also in a very... Traumatic time in my marriage. My marriage was really um, on the the, the uh, just uh, the, was on the rocks, and it was. I knew that divorce was really on its way, and I was just going through a time in my life where I was asking a lot of questions of What did I want my next forty years to look like? I was in a a sales job, a very successful sales job. I was making multiple six figures. I could do it in my sleep, and I'd done it for eighteen years, but I was very unsatisfied side. Uh, I, you know, I also didn't, I'm realize- sure a lot
0: of people are sitting out there and they're that this message is resonating, hitting the 40 mark, hitting that point where you're like, you know what? I'm trying to figure out like, where's the spark? How where's do I get you know, Yeah. Where is yeah. that spark? Heck, it's a little dull. It's a little dull yeah, out at this point.
1: Yeah, and you know, I just had this like overwhelming feeling. Well, it was a couple of things. One, I had this overwhelming feeling and I had for a long time that I was meant for so much more that I knew that my dharma was so much bigger than selling commercial printing uh, as, as, as a sales rep. I knew that I was bigger than that. I was well, I was meant for bigger than that.
0: It's and so then, funny. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm smiling because yeah, I knew I was meant to not be just selling Oracle financials and sure. like manufacturing. <laughs> right. like, Oh, please God, tell me this is not the only thing I'm
1: going to be doing in my life. <laughs> yeah, tell me there's more, please tell me that there's more. But, um, but, but I also knew because I was going through such a difficult time in, in my life with two young children at home and, and going through a very hard time in my marriage, I was doing a lot of, uh, a lot of therapy at that time and a lot of, a lot of self-help. And I just had this undeniable feeling that I was meant to share my pain with the world to turn it into purpose. And that I, that I was not supposed to, I was, cause I, I was not supposed to hoard like all of what I had learned that I was going through what I was going through because I was meant to share it, to help others. And so I took a very it's a scary, that's a scary process. It's a scary process. I got to an- tell
0: you that is when I finally shared a, a really heart-wrenching, scary as you know, <laughs> type of situation that happened in my business world. I was like, "What? am I really gonna do this? Am I really gonna put this in the book? Am I really gonna, you know, express something around about Niagara Falls and feeling like somebody was gonna push me over the edge? Yeah. Like it's it, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot to be vulnerable, it's a lot to share and to to kind of bring that up that you know, for some it's like that, you know, getting, and for me, especially it was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? Are they going to be like, well, you should have known you should have done this. You should have done that. And so you're going through all of this and and these things are are running through your head, but there was this bigger, this bigger calling. I don't know what you believe in terms of, you know, spirit, God, uh, sure. universe, yes. whatever it is, all but it. something, something was going on with you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I am a very spiritual person and I do refer to my higher power as God and so I uh, I knew that that God really did have a purpose. And and that is a hard thing to lean into, but I I read a very very impactful book at the time for me by Gabby Bernstein, the universe you know, the universe has your back. And it really just that book alone even changed the trajectory of my life because it allowed me to lean into the pain, to lean into the discomfort and really trust that something bigger and better was on the other side for me. Because hmm. you really, in that moment, when you're going through pain, you have two choices. You can either sit and decide like, and, and say, this is happening to me Or you can make a choice and say, this is happening for me. You may not understand it. You may not, you may not like it. It may hurt a whole heck of a lot, which it probably does, but you really do, no matter what is going on, what your circumstances are, you do always have a choice on how you react to them.
0: Mm, And there is that moment of reckoning where you say, all right, I'm looking at the situation and is it going to create victim in me or yeah. is there a possibility? All you need to see is that there yes. is a possibility that you could have you know, your personal power back, that you could actually take it back just a little by just realizing that you have a choice. You have yes, a choice. Absolutely. And it's one of the few things that we actually have a choice over Absolutely. is how we view situations. So that is that is so on point with what we're doing and I love that you said, you know, Gabby Bernstein's books so great and I would even take it one step further as you know, uh, you know, I've been I've been really like, you know, standing on the mountaintop screaming it's like you've got to tune in tune into your thoughts, yes. tune into your emotions and tune in to your, your actions that you're going to be taking, like, what are you really doing to keep yourself, you know, stuck or feeling less empowered than you can be. So that I, I understand. And I can, I'm sure people are relating to this head nodding out there saying, yeah, and maybe they're going through it right this second. So you're going through this, but then you're also, you're also like having that moment in life where you are willing to say, Hey, uh, I'm at the mid zone. I'm, I'm going to be 40 and I got, I got, I'm at the halfway here. I'm on the bench and I'm trying to figure out, do I want to be in the game or not? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I, I took a trip to uh, Costa Rica and it was, you know, talking, when you're talking about really getting quiet and really, you know, going inward. I mean, that is absolutely, I think what um what really led to me making a lot of you know big uh game changing decisions for myself was just getting quiet and allowing that connection right that inner voice which i do believe is our direct line to source or universe or to god and in a very quiet moment on the beach i just very simply asked god what you know what what is my and i, w- I went with the intention of asking what was my next career move like what i needed what was i supposed to be doing and just I'll never forget the moment it literally the word just hit me with this all knowing like just ton of bricks it just I heard coach you're supposed to be a coach and I was like <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like, but now I I have to ask you, Amber, from
0: when you were young, did you find that people were coming to you asking your opinions on things? Had you, had you been in some type of a coaching role ever, or was this like, Whoa, okay. (laughs) Where, where do we go from here?
1: So my personality, I think has always just been, a, you know, a leader and a very, you know, uh, always wanting to help people. And I've always been, had a very philanthropic heart and I've always been the person that, you know, people come to it for advice. And I, so I think just innately in my personality, I think that that's, that's been the case, but when it comes and how I kind of went into the, the, the health and wellness, particularly coaching women is, you know, f- forward facing to what everybody saw me uh, doing in my, you know, teens, 20s and 30s is that I was the athlete. I was the, um, you know, the very in shape worked out all the time, ate very well, did all the things. And so people would come to me all the time for that kind of advice. But what people didn't know is underneath all of that was a very, very sad woman who had an eating disorder who was so body obsessed, who was chronically on a diet, who was chronic, who was constantly having, uh, you know, uh, feelings of not being worthy and, and, and just, just always, I couldn't even walk by a mirror without lifting up my shirt and, and pulling on the fat on my stomach. I mean, I was in a prison for most of my life when it came to my body and, nobody really knew except for my inner circle. Isn't that, oh, but your inner, that's
0: interesting because usually I remember when um, we, I ended up getting separated from my husband and it was one of these, like, people had no idea. I I had done such a good job with the covering it up of, you know, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. Everything is super. And what you're saying is that you had shared some of these, some of these really deep, dark secrets with some of your inner circle.
1: Well, and really, I'm like my. And now that I think about, it, I'm like my inner circle was my mom and my therapist.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, my mom <laughs> knew. My mom, my mom knew too. <laughs> that's oh great, God. Amber. Okay, so that makes a little more sense because I'm yeah. like, yeah, wow, that's impressive. No, <laughs> yeah, it was with my okay. mom and
1: my therapist. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, all right. So here you're going through the battles, and you have pretty much done this. It's you know the up and down and you were you know you were really struggling with maintaining your weight and you were trying all these different types of diets to keep were you was there one method that you were using consistently to really keep yourself at your your weight
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I was, I was bouncing from one extreme diet to the next. It was, no, there was never any consistency at all with any sort of like healthy habits. It was just chasing the next. I mean, that's, that's, and then what was, you know, what was going to give me even, cause I was constantly, because I didn't have that inner confidence mm. within, I was constantly just raising the bar. So I, I, so I would do a diet, I'd lose weight. And then that wasn't good. It was never good enough. I was never good enough. And so I was constantly bouncing from one to the next. I've done every single one out there. Like,
0: Literally. Mm, So before we go into all of that, I want to go back to you're sitting on the beach at Costa Rica. Your intention was, Hey, what kind of work? What kind what, what should I really be doing? How should I be serving? You know, how can it, how can I get something to light me up? And this is something that I know so many women out there right now are struggling with. That you know, that their that their lights gone dull, that they can't figure out like how to do that. I like the approach that you took. You said I set the intention that I'm going down to Costa Rica and I am going to figure out you know, what I really, what, what comes to me, you're willing to listen. You said you're willing to be open, but I would also say that in those moments of silence, you are willing to listen. And so many of us were like, I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm just not hearing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You heard, you heard that day on the beach. And so what, what happened at that point? How old are you at that point?
1: Um, I, so this is right. I was 39. I hadn't turned 40 yet. So okay. I was like right before my 40th birthday. And okay. so, well, what happened was, is I just undeniably heard it. And so then I, I'm a doer, right? I think this is what's made me a successful entrepreneur and just, I've, I've always been a doer. And so I immediately just came back with that, with that knowledge, with that answer that I felt very convicted in and just really started thinking about, okay, what does this look like? And I didn't have, and I think this is what, if you're listening to this and you're somebody who, you know, you, you want, there is something that you want to make a change, but you're scared because you don't have all the answers. What I can tell you is that you don't need to have all the answers. Sometimes there is, there's so much beauty and allowing things to unfold, but you have to take the first step. And so for me, and what paralyzes people is thinking they have to have it all figured out before they take that step. And so for me, they have to know the how they have to know the how, right. You know and how I, just, I can't, yeah.
0: it's even better if you don't know the how it is, then because then you're so willing to open up to whatever is going to come
1: Absolutely. Even in business too, I can mm-hmm. tell you like where I thought I was starting out and, I, and where I am now is not, not the same thing. So I just, I came back and I took that first step. I enrolled in a, a year long, uh, integrated nutrition program. And I just was like, I'm just going to start there. Like, I, let me just start there and then, and then let's, let's see how this goes. And so that's, that's what I did. And then I just, it was like the building blocks. It was one, okay, I've done this. Now here's my next step right and, and then here's my next step right so so just-
0: i know that there are people out there that are thinking to themselves okay did you immediately go in and quit and were you did you overlap how did you do that part of it and before you answer we do have to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to hear how she actually stepped into this coaching and we're also going to hear about healthy habits that she is now absolutely saying can help impact and change your lives when we come back we'll hear all from amber this episode is brought to you by my very own labor of love my most recent book relaunch This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back. So happy to have Amber Shaw on here because we are talking from her perspective. She is a board certified health and wellness coach and a certified personal trainer. And she has been in the last segment. If you haven't, if you weren't a part, if you're joining us now, go back, listen to it later because it's about the vulnerability of understanding how food, how it can control our lives, how it can make us feel like, you know, we're not good enough, like we're not doing things right. And it can continue to have that like noose on your neck. And now we're going to go into Amber was sharing how she was sitting on a beach in Costa Rica. And she all of a sudden had this, this hit from source from God saying, you know what, you need to be a coach. And she said that she took a training, but we're trying to figure out what was that like when you really finally you know you you spark this interest and you're going for your passion you're going for that purpose of your life how do you do that when you've been in a role in a job for so long and you're like no this is what i need to do how did you do that amber
1: yeah, such a good question. So, yeah, as you said, I mean, I was, I came back from Costa Rica. You know, I'm in this stage of my life where I'm getting ready to turn forty. I am realizing, you know, that I am unhappy in my job. I'm definitely unhappy in my marriage because I a divorce is is on on the uh, you know on the horizon, and I know even though we're in a lot of therapy, I knew. Uh, that that was coming, and and so yeah, so I came back though because I had had that just that undeniable hit from from God that said your how you are supposed to turn your pain into purpose is you are supposed to be a coach. And as I was saying before the break, I didn't know exactly. I didn't. I wasn't even sure that it was going to be in the health and wellness space, but after a lot of soul searching and some more you know sessions of getting quiet with myself and and really listening and tuning in, I did decide that you know health and wellness had always been a passion of mine. Sometimes, even though it was a passion, it is it is what led to a lot of pain in my life too. You know, like, as I mentioned, the eating disorders and, and body obsession and all of that. But I was also realizing at this time that I was tired of living like that too. And that I felt like maybe there was some way that by becoming a coach, I could also heal myself and break free of the bondage of being a slave to food and constantly dieting, that dysfunctional relationship with my body. And so I really did feel like there was a reason behind that too in my own healing and that I was meant to heal that piece of me. And I was Mm. meant to take that and help others do that as well. And so-, so you know what's interesting here is
0: that I never believe people are having midlife crises. Mm. I believe they're going through a midlife identity search. Mm. And an identity crisis is when, whether it's in your business, your personal existence, you're starting to realize that there's this, as my grandma used to say, divine discontent. Something's mm. not right. And and I, I'd like to ask, were you still doing that roller coaster dieting all the way up until you became a coach or had you kind of kind of figured something out before this?
1: No, it was really like around this time. So then I'd like turned 40 and then it was, it really, things started to shift for me when I enrolled into the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I started really leaning into my health as opposed to like weight loss. And when you start making conscious decisions about healthy habits, about, uh, with the intention of improving your health. Well, weight loss is the byproduct. Like I'm sorry, it just is, right? When you're concerned about reducing inflammation in the body, one of the big things is reducing sugar and alcohol and 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 so then you are going it's just going to naturally more than likely uh lead to just a healthier, more lean body. And so what I realized is that throughout this process when I started really leaning into what I was learning, more about functional medicine and integrative nutrition and all of that, that I didn't have to work as hard to like, you know, keep my body healthy. It was just, it was, it was just more natural. And then, and then, I really started learning about different types of foods, like beyond just you know, like broccoli and plain chicken. Like I learned about, you know, <laughs> you know, eating more a more colorful diet, eating you know, lots of different more complex carbohydrates, quinoa and farro and barley and all the good things. Um, Hold on, we don't want to
0: scare people away. Right I know, yet. I know, on. that's true. I that's I true. Want to, I want to go back here for a second. <laughs> And <laughs> you you said something that I am intrigued with. That the the piece that I'm hearing is I talk often about changing your channel. And when you think about changing a channel on a dial in a car, remember olden days where you're like, you know, if you were a little off, yeah. it would go crackly. And it, you could just do it in such an easy way by moving it just so ever so slightly to the right or the left. And it would absolutely like be crystal clear at that moment. And it's not hard. It wasn't hard to do that. And that's what you were saying. It's like, when it's right, it, it makes it flawless. It makes it like, it just flows. And so for people that are listening and saying, you know, I really, you know, I like what Amber's saying. I like that she's, you know, sharing that, you know, she, she constantly had this battle, but, how can, how can somebody change the channel? You, you mentioned, you mentioned inflammation and what does it mean to have a body in inflammation?
1: So, you know, our body inflammation is our body's like natural response, right? To any time there's any kind of like threat to the body, right? So inflammation in the body is actually a a, a positive thing. That is something that we want. However, chronic inflammation is not something that we want. And so, so that, 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 that physical response that we have, like I said, when there is a threat and, 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 and things like, uh, alcohol, sugar, uh, you know, environmental toxins, those are all considered a, like a perceived threat to the body. And so we, again, we have this response in order to protect the body, but when our body constantly thinks it's under attack, then it starts to have negative effects on our body. And actually I was just on, I just did a podcast interview with uh, with a doctor, functional medicine doctor earlier. And she was saying that that was one of the, the top three things. Inflammation in the body is one of the top three things she sees as related to weight weight loss resistance, right? Like why people struggle to have weight, you know, to lose weight inflammation is, is one of the top ones. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so I, so I think that, you know, starting to have what's important is starting to have a little bit of a reframe of, of what is the intention behind our nutrition, right? If we constantly have this intention of, I think behind like weight loss, which, that for a lot of women and men too, there's a lot of baggage but behind like our goal of weight loss, because for so many of us, we've been trying to uh, adhere to these restrictive diets and programs that may work for a little while, but then they don't. And every, with, I always used to say with every failed diet, it like took a little bit of my confidence away as like just a human being. And well, so- it's not
0: just your own failed experiences. I think it's also like, let's just take the poor egg right the egg and if you think about in the 50s it was like you know you see the ads and it was like two fried eggs on a plate with a piece of toast and then all of a sudden it was you know eggs were really bad don't eat the eggs then it came back and it was like you know eat only the egg whites then it was you know rocky Alboa <laughs> taking two raw eggs and putting it in a shake. Then it's like, ah, do you do not want to do that because that's going to kill you with salmonella. Then it goes back to now. Who knows? Now it's just we can't get eggs in Colorado anymore because you know we've got this <laughs> bird flu. But what? I mean, you you put media attention, then you put your own, and you you hear keto is the way to go. You hear you know be a vegan, be that. It's overwhelming. So it it is overwhelming and crack code for us right now. Crack like how do you what do you
1: really do? Break it down, make it easy. Well, first of all, what you really do, and this is the most important thing, is that you find what works for you. You talked about, turn, you know, tuning in that dial, you know, so much of the biggest struggle that I hear, because I coach primarily women, but what I what I hear from, from women is that it's not that I don't know what to do, I just struggle with being consistent. And, and the reason why for most women at this stage, 40, 50 and beyond, because we've read all the blogs, we've watched all, read all the books, we know information. You know, we know we'll have a lot of information, but it's, it's the fact that what we are trying to, to stick to is too restrictive. Like what we consider doing you know, healthy eating doesn't really work for our life. We are denying, you know, simple biofeedback of hunger and cravings. And we have guilt. Anytime we eat something that we, a food we think is on the bad list. We have this whole dysfunctional relationship with food because of diet culture And we, what we've, what we have uh, determined as our like way of healthy eating is based on, you know, Sally, the influencer and whole 30 diet and maybe bits of keto and this and that. And at the end of the day, the reason why you keep fighting yourself is because it doesn't work for you. And so there is a way, there is a way. to to really, you know, have healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle um, that will move the needle. If you have some weight loss goals that will move the needle towards those goals, but that also fits within your life, your higher self, how you want to live your life, your future self. It is possible. But the very first step is to stop doing what everybody else is telling you to to do and wonder why you can't stick to it.
0: Okay, Amber, I just figured it out. <laughs> you and I, you and I are destined to write the Three HQ Cookbook. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's where we're going. But I, I do it. have to ask you, and for those that have read my book, relaunch, spark your heart, ignite your life. In there, I do discuss, and and for those close to me, they know I have a, I have a problem. I adore chips. I don't Same. know why. I don't know why I like tortilla chips. I like potato chips. I like, I mean, gross chips. I like chips. Who doesn't? And uh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, but I it, love them. But again, I know they're not good for me. I know they're not good for me. But my gosh, if they're in the house, I'm going to grab them at about two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm going to eat them. And I'm going to do a shout out to the Boulder Chip Company. Oh my God, the best chips ever. You can order them on Amazon. They're so good. But why is that? Why is that we become fixated on certain foods and we, you know, it's almost like it, I feel a little bit like it's not even my guilty pleasure it's my guilty guilt. It's like, it's like
1: you know? I love that you're asking that. I'm going to tell you exactly why. It's because somewhere along the line, you have determined, even if it's buried in your subconscious, that chips are bad. You just said chips are not good for me, and really what you're saying is that chips are bad. Chips are bad. I'm really yes. not supposed to have them. That's what you're really saying. Mm-hmm. And what happens like even just like in our brains, when we say that statement, this is bad, I'm not supposed to have it. It automatically slams us into the, the, the monkey mind, that part of our mind that doesn't allow us to make conscious decisions, like rational decisions. All we can think about is the chips when it's just like, we're humans. When somebody tells you, you can't do something, what do you (laughs) want to do? You want to do it, right? Like when somebody says you can't do something, all you want to do, all you do, your energy goes there, your attention goes there. And so when I coach women, one of the very first things that we do is we work on letting go of this mentality that food is either good or bad foods, food, right? And we start to have a reframe because a very powerful thing happens when you can let go of this mentality that food is either good or bad. And I call it the power of permission. You give yourself permission to say, you know what? I'm a grown ass woman. I can actually <laughs> eat. I can eat those chips. If I want, I can eat those chips. They are available to me any time. And even by, I always say it's like, it's almost like Jedi mind tricking yourself when <laughs> like, when you actually just say that you're it's all, it's like your thought process moves to a different part of your brain. And now you've created space to actually ask yourself, well, do I really want those? Do, do I really want those? How are those going to make me feel? You start to be able to ask deeper questions. How are those going to make me feel? Do I really want those? What am I really craving? Is it the chips that I'm really craving or is it like that salty, vinegary flavor Amber, that I you want? You are hitting on a nerve, <laughs>
0: baby. I got to tell you, we just got back from Mexico. We were in Cabo for a week with another couple and I was a chip. Like, I I don't even want to use the word, but it was so bad. I was just, you know, guacamole and chips. I mean, every meal. And I came back and I said, I'm going to give myself five days of no chips. And today is day four.
1: And are you white knuckling it? it, How are you doing? I got to
0: tell you, first two days, I was like, huh, I really would like those chips. And now that I haven't had them, I am not really missing them right now. So why what what what's happening there?
1: Well, first off, what I will say is I love that you are doing that, but what I will say, and I will challenge you that yep. to me kind of is lifestyle 1.0 though, when I want, what I, what I would love to see you get to, <laughs> cause you know, you know, after the week, I'm yes, like, I did my week exactly. and now I'm going to go and, back to my chip problem. And this is what happens of why men and women maybe eat all week, eat well for a period of time. Maybe for some people, it looks like I eat well all day long and then at night I fall apart or I eat well all week week all week long. And then on the weekends I fall apart and I start over every single Monday, like eventually, like, I love that you're doing this. This is, this is a great step, but it's not <laughs> the final solution. It is lifestyle 1.0 because eventually your willpower, cause you're operating on willpower right now. But I will say a couple of things The answer from a physiological state standpoint what is happening though is if you are it's the same thing that can happen with sugar. When you do start to work out some of that processed and packaged stuff like the high sugar, high like you know, highly you know, processed up chips all that kind of stuff, your body does start to like especially with sugar, uh your body will start to want it less. Um and like when you start replacing it with more whole foods, less processed and packaged foods, it does start to like your body does start to want it less. However, you didn't have a lobotomy. Like you're still going to always love chips. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> like, I just want to say that. So what I'm saying is, is that the goal is really always to get to lifestyle 2.0 where you can, you know, really, I always say taste everything, but binge on nothing. Right. And so when you, when you can let go of this, when you can say, and people, my clients use this as a mantra, like I'm a grown ass woman, like I can eat what I want to eat. I can make, you know, this is not good or bad. I'm not bad for eating the chips. Right. It's just, is it going to move the needle towards my health goals, or is it not? And then if you still decide to have the chips, well, fine. Like that's a life, like, that's okay. I don't want you ever to be white knuckling it or fighting the craving, but I want you to do it from a mindful place. Of, mm. Okay. I'm going to have a few and enjoy um, them. And then maybe I'll wait a little bit. And if I want some more, um, because again, something very primal happens um, once we start, like, if we keep telling ourselves we can't have something. And then we're like, we finally, we like white knuckle it, white knuckle it. And we finally have it. The reason why we can binge is because then once we're like we go all in, we're like, well, I've already been bad. I might as well keep being bad and I'll be good tomorrow. <laughs> like <laughs> how many people out there are saying, uh-huh, that's me. me. <laughs> yeah. That's my approach. If I'm really bad at lunch, it's like, yeah, I've
0: already been bad. I've already had that dessert. I might as well just be bad the yes. rest of the day. Okay, yes. well, listen. We are about to go on a quick break, you do not want to miss hearing, we're going to go into the actual tips, we're going to hear how do you start this, what can you be thinking from Amber, so stay tuned, we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today. At www.therelaunchbook.com, are you ready to kick diets to the curb and to not be worried anymore about the things you're actually eating? Well, Amber Shaw is here, and we are we are now finally going into the tips, the strategies, the habits that you no longer have to think about. What diet am I starting on Monday? because you're gonna to start to embrace these, live these, create these habits. And from what I hear, Amber does an amazing job with making sure that people don't feel like they're giving things up. So Amber, Oh, this is the segment everyone, if I had a drum, I'd like drum roll right now. Hey, Josh, <laughs> Josh is my guy who helps me with my back end. So give me a drum. Da, 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 da. So here's the thing people want to know because diet fads have been, I mean, like you said, influencer, huh? Oh, you know, I'm on this diet right now. It's, oh my God, I'm losing so much weight. It's so great. And then everyone like flocks to that. And then it stops working, and I'll never forget. There was a um, a friend of mine, her husband. Every single January, he did this thing where he literally put his body into ketosis. He didn't, he couldn't exercise because he, you know, that would somehow make the the muscles get eaten, and he no. ended up losing. I, ton of weight. And people were like, I need to know about that muscle and muscle and and, and I need that. And I I would literally go to parties at the end of the month and people would be like, Oh my God, you look so amazing. And then you'd see him a month later and he looked just like he did, you know, in December, it was, he he had already bounced back. And I, I just, every year people do these things, these crazy things. So help us understand because you went through this, you yeah. ha- you hit that that wall where it's like oh my god my my health is suffering i need to do some changes here tell us what you if you're sitting out there listening and people are just so desperate so desperate to hear like just tell me what i need to do tell me how i can get myself back because yes. that's really what we're trying to do is you know i want to i want to get me back
1: absolutely and you know i first want to really just if you are somebody that is listening and you are feeling very uncomfortable in your body and you are tired of feeling self-conscious of the way you look and feeling like none of your clothes fit I fit I want to honor you that, 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 that is a very real and, and awful place to be. And so, um, you know, that it's, it's not easy, uh, it's not easy, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I want to share with you what I think are kind of like the big top three dial movers of like, if you are somebody who is like, okay, I am ready to like lose the weight and it not come back. That's the key. I teach sustainable weight loss, right? Like what are like, what are kind of the three big shifts that have to happen? And I would say the very first one is letting go of the diet mentality, really, really owning that weight loss, the kind of weight that you lose and doesn't come back is not found in a diet. You have to get your mind, right? That it is about building habits. It's about the lifestyle. Okay. That is the very first step is let go of the diet mentality. The second step, stop trying to lose weight. Now, I know that that sounds counterintuitive here, but let me, let me explain that. You know, the problem is, is the with, with diets. And if you are somebody that has done a lot of diets and you, you, you struggle to stay consistent or you do diets and you lose weight and you, and you, you know, then, and just like you said, your friend, right. It's like, you lose it, then you gain it, then you lose it and you gain it. The problem with diets is that they teach us nothing about they well, they go right for the nutrition, they go right for the fitness, right? And that's what we focus on, but they do nothing to focus on our mindset and our habits and our lifestyle. And so we are in, in this container of whatever diet we're doing for this ex- short amount of time, we're following somebody else's plan, somebody else's meal, somebody else's program. We're doing probably doing things that are too restricted, that aren't realistic for real life. And so whatever you commit to it, if keto is your jam, well then great, but great, but make sure it's your jam. That is a lifestyle for you. That's effortless. that's sustainable and that you are really happy doing for the rest of your life. Otherwise, you're never gonna stick to it. And so when I say stop trying to lose weight, what I'm saying is is stop focusing on the outcome. Of mm-hmm. the weight loss, and start focusing on the process. Start mm-hmm. shifting your identity now of the person of the healthy person you're trying to be in the future, and and the weight loss will be the byproduct. Stop trying to stop worrying about you know uh, trying to get to the gym at five a.m. every morning. How about you start focusing on getting to bed at a mm-hmm. good decent hour, so that it will make getting up at five a.m. if that's your goal easier, right? So. Really take the time to focus on the process. You know, if you struggle with, if you struggle with staying nutri- uh, consistent in your nutrition because you don't plan. Well, then start focusing on creating, on planning, spending Mm -hmm. five minutes the night before your day planning your nutrition. We plan everything else in our life, but most people don't plan their nutrition. That's one of the hugest downfalls I see. That is a great suggestion right there. Plan your nutrition. Plan
0: plan what you want to eat before you're all of a sudden reaching for something very quickly.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, I
0: think that's so great. And I also really like what you said is that i I, there's this point of being honest with yourself about how you want to feel right Mm -hmm. and when we get caught up in that cycle and i you know what hey i was blessed with a thin dad thin mom right but i have been i went and i had my whole panel taken you know about two years ago and the doctor said and we have alzheimer's in our family history and the doctor said hey um I have some really important information and you really need to listen Hillary and I said oh that sounds a little serious and he's like I just want to let you know you are a fat person in a thin body. Mm. I'm like what? He says I've been monitoring your eating for this last week your you know the the vitamins that this that you you are that woman that's on the commercial that's walking down the red carpet and then just falls over. And nobody knows, like, God, I thought they were so healthy. They looked so good. And it really was a wake-up call for me. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, based on, they did a whole bunch of other tests in body and da-da-da. And they said, you really should go on a Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, literally looking at what they told me I could eat. And uh, I, I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, this is changing everything. And it is hard to change your approach and and what you're comfortable with and the stories you tell yourself about food. Mm-hmm. But you have done such a great job and it did take me some time to embrace and I didn't go all in initially and it's mm-hmm. crazy because you know you think like they've told me my health is at risk. Mm-hmm. I should have gone all in, but I knew me and I knew I had to work my way in. I had to create those better habits and I mm-hmm. put little things in consistently more, more of the lettuces and salads that I never would have eaten before. But for people, when you're talking, and I love planning ahead, oh. how do you, how, because you're so, I mean, God, you've got this amazing body, you just, you radiate health. How do you now plan for yourself Over, you know, the next couple of days or three days or four days when you're maybe going on a business trip or you're going on vacation or you're going, you know, how do you then incorporate in still trying to be respectful of your habits and not blow the habits you've created?
1: Well, and that's a great question. It actually even ties into like my third, my third, you know, thing about really, you know, breaking that cycle is really leaning into the fact that like healthy living is really about uh, like being more consistent and not being perfect. It's not about. It's about progress over perfection. So it doesn't require being perfect. And so, to answer your question, on the day to day, I literally do spend about five minutes every single night when I wrap up my day. I have a planner. I'm old school. I like to write everything out. Me too. Uh, it's also because <laughs> I like to cross things off like that's, Me that. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I do it with a pencil. Like it's all thing. But I literally look okay. Like what is my day? And I. I visualize where I'm gonna get my food in right so it's like okay it's um so t- tomorrow morning I've got uh, this podcast interview and I've got this okay so that means tomorrow morning before I get going I need to go ahead and make a robust smoothie that I can have with me because I'm back to back and I know like that's at or oh I've got this business meeting over here oh my gosh my favorite salad place is over there so I'm gonna leave five minutes early I'm gonna order it to go I'll pick it up so after my meeting it's little plans. Planning things like that, that can make all the difference. Now, Mm. when traveling, here's the thing with traveling, traveling doesn't have to be any different. Like for years, I looked at traveling and vacation. as like an all out binge fest, right? It was like, it was like my excuse to like, I'm on vacation. Woo. Let's go. And I still do like probably indulge. I mean, yeah, over Christmas, I mean, yeah, was I drinking and eating way more than I normally do? Yes, but it wasn't, it was different. It wasn't from a place of, oh, this is my time to binge. It was, oh, this is just the season. This is just where it's at. I'm enjoying it. Like every, like this is, this is different. So I think that when you are traveling or you are on vacation, it really is just leaning into this, like these, and it goes back to this, I'm a, you know, I'm grown ass someone, I can eat what I want anytime. These foods are available to me anytime going on vacation isn't, doesn't mean it's like my only opportunity. I am, I am empowered, like, right. That's taking back your power from food. We've, 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 for so many of us, we've given our power away to food. It's taking that power back and being like, I make my own choices here. And it, what that allows you to do, because most of us will agree, When you go all in and like overdo it, like on the cheesecake and that whole big bowl of chips and do all that, how do you feel after you don't physically (laughs) feel that like you feel terrible? Feel terrible, right? And so, and so that's the thing is that what that's the space I was talking about when I was saying that when you just give yourself permission and be like, I can have that if I want, it does open up the space to, to tap into. You know what, the last time I said, I went all in, I actually felt like crap after I ate that entire piece of cheesecake. So I, I still want the cheesecake. I'm going to have it, but I'm going to eat it until I'm satisfied. And then that's good because I can have it anytime I want. I really So can't. Amber,
0: I've heard something and yeah. you just, you just triggered something in my, my brain here. I've heard that after you have initially taken a bite, like let's say a pecan pie, which is one of my favorites, then you have another bite. And your taste buds are still on high alert. High alert. They're they're on fire. And then by the third bite, you're not even re- the receptors are not even at that level to give you that that jolt again. The appreciation of what you're eating is, is that true, or is that something I just I, I've heard, and maybe it's like a myth. Well,
1: I, uh, you know, I don't know the actual science behind that, but I will say mentally, I, I will say, I, I will say that that is, you will find, if you are listening to this and you start practicing this, I promise you are going to find it. You are going to find that because I hear this from clients all day, every day. Um, like, oh, I had, I had the cake, but literally I had just a couple bites. And then I was like, yeah, I'm good. And I, and I, so I do <laughs> think I want to look this up after the show. Cause I'm like, is there some science behind that? Because I do think that it's true and I know it for my own self that like yeah, once you, if you really are really in tune with your body and you're letting go of this idea that I'm doing anything wrong, that this is my only time to eat it and like, blah, 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 blah. And you just be present and like, actually just commit to like, I'm having this, I'm I'm ready for it. And like being mindful of it, I guarantee you, you're going to have a few bites and be like, I'm good. Like that was satisfying to me. I don't need any more. You mm. will find you, you will have a shift. In fact. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: so as we are wrapping up, this yeah. hour went so fast. I know. I- where can people follow you find out how to get into I know you've got a great program that's going to be starting up tell us how we can reach you
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, of course I am on all the social media. I'm, I'm on TikTok. I'm at miss Amber Shaw. I'm on Instagram. I love getting DMS from people that want to connect. So send me a DM over on Instagram. If something I said resonated, or do you have a question I'm at miss Amber Shaw at MS Amber Shaw. And then, yes, I have a free two day event coming up February 7th and 8th. And I am so excited about this. This is a two day transformational event. And what I'm going to be doing just totally in complete transparency, I'm actually taking trainings and modules directly from my six month program and putting them into this two day event. And the, the whole point of this two day event is to really teach you some of the big dial movers when it comes to creating that foundation of sustainable weight loss and creating that lifestyle that works for you how do you even go about doing that where do you start and so that's what we're going to be covering i personally coach this two day event it's a very intimate group it's going to be coaching and breakout sessions and I'm super excited about it. And so, it's a full um,
0: two-day event.
1: It's, it's, so it's, it's over two days and it's going to be from, uh, it's three hours from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday and then same time 6 to 9 p.m. Um, on Wednesday. So yeah, so it's, and- um, well, We
0: will put all of this in the show notes. We'll yes. make sure, but please, you know, this is the time, right? We're not about, you know, these quick fix. We want to have sustainability, As Amber has shown us, I mean, this is so. This has been so enlightening. I have loved it, Amber. Thank you for being on the show this week, and we've got to do this again because it was so good. And then for next week, you're not going to want to miss this because this is actually a. What we're going to be talking about is I'm going to go solo with you to talk about how you can incorporate, tune in, change your channel, and be able to do this on your own. So please join us next week. You're going to hear some really incredible stories. And at this point, I want you to remember, live now, love now, relaunch now. See you next week. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.